Uh, good morning, 2019. John Kajemi, Kimbo Camper here is The Audible. The Audible is brought to you by Verizon. The best unlimited is on America's most awarded network in 2019. 2018, John, was a, uh, I tell you, for me, it was a pretty miserable year all year long. <laughs> Not only, I think everything was miserable. I'm, I'm, I'm more happy to see 2018 in the rearview mirror, I think, than, than, than a lot of people. But I think there are a lot of people, especially from a football standpoint, Miami Dolphins standpoint, that, hey, let's put it behind us and let's let's move forward. And and the team certainly did that on Monday. Yeah, I, I think you have to. And you make big changes and yep. you make a change at head coach with Adam Gase being relieved of his duties. Uh, you reassign Mike Tannenbaum, the vice yep. president uh, of football operations. And I, I think, you know, it's a great opportunity for the Dolphins and, and Chris Greer, yep. you know, their general manager. Yep. I think Stephen Ross uh, came in and, and reevaluated the way things have to be yep. done from the top. And, you know, the status quo was not good enough yep. for the Miami Dolphins to be able to compete with New England yep. and be able to compete with the rest of the teams that you have to be able to defeat in the AFC to yep. get where you want to go at, in the month of January. So changes were made. Uh, things are yet to be kind of unfolding as yep. we move along in terms of what happens to, you know, the, the assistants on this staff. Yep. You know, I know that Darren Rizzi is going to be talked about yep. and his name is up and 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 rightfully so to, to come in and interview and, yep. and do things he needs to do because he's one of those quality coaches on the staff. But someone is going to come in and be the leader yep. of this franchise in terms of wins and losses. Someone's going to yep. be directly responsible for that. And that's why the, the Miami Dolphins, as an organization, have to get this choice right within the next couple of weeks. Yeah, and uh, we, we'll see what happens. There's certainly a lot of people out there, a lot of names being thrown around, a lot of speculation. But but I'm going to say this before I move forward. I, you know, I, I, I liked Adam Gase. I, I liked the, the the work that he did. Um, and, and you know, the, the guy was handcuffed by a lot of things. A lot of hand, handcuffed by 2016. He's got Ryan kind of going where you really want. You kind of got some traction with him. All of a sudden, he goes down. The bottom falls out there and – then you have the debacle, debacle the next year where you end up with Jay Cutler in the last minute, and you know that was a tough thing. And then the and then the injury bug today. And I know injuries, and don't give me the bullshit with everybody. I know injuries. This this team, it seemed like every team, John. This this team got gut punched. William Hayes, Sitton, Kilgore, Jakeem, Albert, and you could go on and on and on and on down the list. Every day, every week, it just seemed like you were losing that guy that was really meaningful right. to your football team. And so, and, and again, uh, you know, I've, I said this, and I, and I stand behind my opinion on this thing. You know, at some point, this team, this franchise, needs to stick their flag in the ground and say, this is my guy, and I don't give a shit. If it's five years, it's six years, we're going to ride with him until the job's done. Because I, I to me... Every three years changing coaches, I think it it's doesn't unfair. work. It's unfair to coaches. It's unfair to the staff. They're trying to change a team into their style of play, their type of personnel, and then all of a sudden you cut their legs out from under them. And look, and look, and the fans are very vociferous about their feelings for that. And I think it all comes into play. But me personally, and this, I'm not speaking for the organization. I'm speaking for me personally. I feel like I, 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 I really think that Adam Gaze is going to be a very good head coach in this league. I would have liked him been the head coach in this franchise for another couple of years and see if see what he could do. That's not the case. He's gone. I wish him I wish him the best. Now my now I turn my attention to this football team moving forward with whoever that new head coach is going to be. And I love, love, love the choice of Chris Greer. And and look, we you've read it in the paper, you've seen you've heard seen it, heard, you've heard it from Mr. Ross in in, in his uh, press conference. 
and, and I and I would echo, he is very well respected by everybody in the National Football League, and certainly everybody in this organization carries himself with a lot of dignity, carries himself with a lot of class, uh, and he's a he's a, and he's a good man to talk to, and uh, and so I think I think he I think they gave the keys to the right guy moving forward. Now we'll see where the chips fall. Yeah, I think that's the biggest key moving forward as you turn the page and before I do as well and talking about where we're going. I think Adam Gase is going to be a head coach in yeah. the National Football League again. I think he's a quality coach. He's a smart offensive yep. mind. He's going to get the best out of the talent that is available to him. And I don't care if he sits on a bench, uh, if he's yep. wearing another color and starts dialing up plays. That's his job. He's hired a defensive coordinator. He's hired special teams guys he's hired position coaches to coach positions he's the head coach yeah. but he's the offensive mind of whatever team he's going to be directing now whatever franchise that is whether he's a head coach or an offensive right. coordinator he was a good man he was a smart man and for him to only get three years to do the job in my personal opinion wasn't long enough so I, I wish him well and I, I wish him and his family well and having said that the Dolphins have Chris Greer in charge of football operations. Everything's going to run through him. Yeah. Well, it's his job now, as it was in the past to a certain extent, to go out and identify and keep the young talent on this roster on this roster and to go get more of that young talent to build around guys like Jerome Baker yeah. and Albert Wilson and Kenyon Drake and Minka Fitzpatrick and all the guys that have been productive that over the last two or three or four years, the Laramie Tunsils yeah. of the world, all those guys that you're going to try to keep that nucleus of young talent and do it through the draft and not depend on, you know, the savior coming in, yeah. you know, wearing a cape in free agency. Now, that doesn't mean that he's not going to go out and get a couple free agents that you have to sign. Because I think guys in the past, like a William Hayes, was going to impact this yep. roster last year. Guys like Albert Wilson, was go they were going to yes. have direct impact on this well, roster. Well, you, John, you can look back at the impact that they had, especially Jakeem and Albert, when they were playing, right. as opposed to the impact that wasn't there when they, I mean, that visual, if you can't see that visual, then, then I don't know what you're watching this right. year. That, that was a big nucleus of the yeah. team. So you have to have that blend. And I think Chris has been at this game long enough to know that you just don't, you know, turn the page and go, okay, we're only going to focus on the draft, forget free agency, because yeah. it hasn't worked in the past. It has worked for not well, only us and certain teams, but you have to be smart about the position you're going yeah. out to get and the dollars you're going to spend because right now the Miami Dolphins aren't in a great position yep. to, to wave their flag around and throw money around to that yep. they don't have. Yep. So you have to be smart. You have to be calculated. But the most important thing I'm trying to make in my point is you have to build upon the young roster yep. that's here. Keep that nucleus and don't don't, you know, don't die or don't quit on the opportunity yeah. that this roster has with with its youth. Yeah, and, and you look and you know and look, Chris is involved in the drafting. Mike Tannenbaum was involved in the drafting, and, and I kind of look at this football team right now. And 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 John, I've talked about this in the past. When, when I came to the Dolphins, it was at the you know the 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 seventeen and zero team. They were in the eclipse of their career. They they were you know they were they you know they, they were still there. Manny Fernandez's and the Dick Andersons and Jake Scotts and you know I had the great opportunity to play with a lot of those guys. And but but they were at the end of their career, you know, two or three like Bill Stanfield, Manny Fernandez, both on the injured reserve. My year, I'm there, and, and that was there last year. So you kind of got there, but then all of a sudden, you know, 
that, you know, the, my first draft when I came, we got myself, Larry Gordon, Duriel Harris, a couple other guys. Next year we get A.J. Dewey, Bob Baumhauer. Next year we get Tony Nathan, Don McNeil, Dwight Stevenson. Right. So three drafts there that, that you got to – and that you, you, do, you built a nucleus of a football team with those guys that moved forward and played in a lot of playoff games, played in a couple Super Bowls, played in three AFC championship games. And, and so I'm looking at the roster now, and I'm looking over the past handful of drafts and free agency. And I'm looking at names like Jerome Baker, Kalen Balaj, Brandon Bolden, who came in late, signed as a free agent, still a young running back that showed he can play. Uh, Jesse Davis, guy that's, you know, had a couple games that you kind of questionable, but I thought he was pretty solid <laughs> as a guy that came in as a free agent and played for him after second year. Kenyon Drake, Minka, Gasecki, Gotcha, Xavier Howard, who, and I kind of use Xavier Howard as kind of my benchmark. Here's a guy that came in, struggled his first year, three years in, he's a pro bowler and maybe one of the best cornerbacks in the National Football League. And when you're talking about guys like Gottschaw and Gasecki and Minka and those guys, give them a couple years. They're going to be squeezing that 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 bubble to be a, a pro bowler. Bobby McCain, still young. Uh, Ray Kwong, McNeil, Durham Smythe, Laramie Tunsil. So there, you look at that, and there's a pretty good nucleus of guys that were successfully brought in by the regime that's here under with Chris Greer now that, that brought these guys. Now it's just about maximizing them to be the best talent they could be, and I can see three years down the road at that group where you got four guys in the Pro Bowl that are that are that are the the, the fabric of your football team. Right, I agree with you. And the only position we haven't talked about is quarterback. Well, that's and, that. And, there, that, there and in, that is the that's going to be a key in terms of the off season and what yeah. the Miami Dolphins and how, who's steering the ship at the at the position that can that touches the ball the most. You well, know, look, that has the most yeah. effect. John, look, let's let's let's. I'm a, I'm a I'm. You can agree with me, disagree with me, whatever you want to do. I, I'm. You know, I'm a hard-headed guy. I'm an old-school guy. I'm just. You know, I'm. I'm. I'm archaic, right? But I realize if you don't have a top ten quarterback in this league, you ain't going nowhere. Someone may pop up. You may get a team that pops up and and gets in and gets to the AFC Championship game or the NFC Championship game. But they're not going to sustain, sustain that. A, sustain, sustain a level success. of consistency. To me, if you want to have sustained success and consistency, two things have to happen. You have to have stability in the front off, uh, front office, stability, where you're not changing every other year, and you got to find a damn quarterback that can that can be a top 10 guy. Well, of those two things, I think the Miami Dolphins made a commitment to one yes. of them. And that's where it starts. You have to make a commitment to both eventually, but at least they yeah. made a commitment in the front office to stability and what – Who's making decisions? Who's driving the, the whole organization? Yep. And, you know, you can have input from people around because you need that. But ultimately, one guy is going to make the decision on the roster. One guy is going to make the decision on the draft choices. One guy is going to make the decision on what we eat on Tuesday. Another, you know, there's going to be yeah. delegation to a lot of different things. But the most important thing is one of the two things has been taken care yes. of by Stephen Ross. One, one of the two things are going to be directed now by Chris Greer. The other one is how do you find, how do you find that guy? Because the ship has sailed last, last draft could have been yeah. that great opportunity to get someone at least on the roster and, and go up and get a, a Josh Allen. That, that ship has sailed. Yeah. So who's the next guy, whether it's this draft or the next draft or whether it's in free agency, how do you bridge that? Yeah. Because now, you know, the, the vision has changed. It's not how can we piece this thing together yep. to win and how many games can we get through in 2019 yep. slash 20. It's about over the next three-year cycle, 
Can we find a guy that we believe that is your, if you want to put franchise in quotations, great. But the guy that's going to be able to play quarterback for the Miami Dolphins over the next, hopefully, five to ten years, That's that should be the next thing the Miami Dolphins have to tackle and tackle with aggressiveness. Yeah, and they, you know you you heard it from Stephen Ross. You know, I mean, you guys disappointed with the team's outcome, disappointed with the way they went. But I think you could feel, you know, and and I, I thought I was pretty impressed with the way he handled. It. Yeah, I mean, you, you can feel his passion for taking this football team and fixing the problem that it is right now and making it a successful franchise. Easier said than done, and it's going to come to those tough decisions that you got to make. With look, you got to you got to make a decision with Ryan this year. And, and there's part of me that says, "Hey, I don't know that you can move forward next year and not have Ryan on your roster, but still get somebody that's coming in with." And I'm I'm talking about a legitimate shot to say when you open that door that first day of training camp, you say, "You know what? We don't have a quarterback. We got four guys in here." Four guys in this room that can throw a football. One of them is going to be our quarterback. Here are four footballs. Whichever one of you is the best, you're the guy that's going to yeah, start. I, mean that, I don't care who it is. That's where that's that's called competition, yeah. and that should happen at every position. And if you have young guys that are manning those positions, that, that's a good thing for the Miami Dolphins. But when you have question mark, especially at quarterback, that's the best way to do it. Yeah. They're going to have to go out and find a guy with NFL experience to be able to come in and compete yeah. for the job. And they're going to have to find – Probably two young guys to come yep. in, you know, with limited experience in terms of being on a roster, playing some games in the National Football League, and they're going to have to draft a guy yep. that 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 you believe can be on this roster when you look four or five years yes. down down the road. So there's a, there's a huge challenge for the Miami Dolphins in terms of going out and identifying that talent, identifying who they believe can compete not only with guys that are on the roster, if there's anybody yep. that they're bringing back. And three, who's going to be able to compete and stay at a level of execution and be at a level of quarterback where you look around the league and go, okay, we have a chance. We have a chance yeah. now. Because we have a chance we had a chance with Ryan Tannehill with all the pieces yeah. together. But you could tell when those pieces were taken away, it really exposed yes. the position of quarterback, no matter maybe who was playing, yeah. but it did it to a greater degree yeah. with the way the Dolphins kind of ended up with their roster this yep. year. Yeah, and look, and, and, and I, I got, I'm going to say this about Ryan, too. Man, th- I tell you, that, that's as tough a son of a bitch as I've, I've oh, been Oh, absolutely. That, I, you, you can say whatever you want about him, but but you question his toughness to me. I, you know, I'll, I'll I walk, never have, I'll that's for away, sure. I'll walk away from you and just turn my yeah. back on you because you, you can't take that. Now, th- he certainly has his issues. He certainly, you know, to me, to me, his biggest his biggest issue has been just Decisiveness. See it, throw it. See it, throw it. Don't see it. Think about throwing it. Pull it back. See it. And, but that's but that's the burden he's got to carry. That's right. that's his deal. So, right. Question I got moving forward with Ryan is 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 there enough money on the table to be able to bring him back and and get that scenario that we talked about because it's going to be a significant number one way or another or, or whether you say hey look you're going to have to you know I, I don't know what I stay away from salary cap because. Because teams always figure out salary cap. Right. Jeez, how can they get those three guys that are right up against a salary cap? Well, they figure out how to do it. Right. So I'm not one of these guys that worries about the salary cap and just went up dramatically. Another 10 or 12 yes, million, probably. This year. So, um, so if you, if you can, to me, if you can fit him in and bring him back and compete, then, then I'm fine with that. But, you know, the money may be well, you know what, so Bo, much that it's not. And, and another position I think the Miami Dolphins, you know, desperately need to address is along the line of scrimmage and you could turn your head to the offense and you can turn your head to the defense because it seems that other teams have a really 
unique way of just finding talent that no yep. one really, you know, he's a fourth rounder, he's yep. a sixth rounder, and he's a guard, and he's he wasn't really, you know, he was slow and he yeah. was maybe a little overrated. All of a sudden, he starts 16 games yeah. for a team that's pretty good, and you go, wow, how did they do it? Yeah. The Dolphins have to get lucky. They have to be good at selecting those yeah. guys, but they have to be fortunate in terms of luck to find a guy to go on. Let's take defense. To be beside Taylor and Godchow, who are two fifth-round right. choices, and go, all of a sudden, wow, this guy's pretty good. Yeah. And he's not an 11-year veteran. He's yeah. not a 10-year guy. He's a two-year guy. Yeah. Or he's a, a rookie. Or he's an undrafted free agent that all of a sudden comes in and throws a fit. Yeah. And you go, that guy's pretty yeah. damn good. They have to be fortunate enough on both sides of the line to find one or two guys because the way the Dolphins went through the season is not a recipe for success yeah. in terms of stopping the run yeah. or being able to be solid in, in pass protection and run blocking. So they have yeah. to they have to find guys. Now, whether that's guys coming off injury like Kilgore and Sitton, yeah. You know, maybe those guys are the answer. They were they were going to be last yeah. year. I don't know if you're going to be able to depend on yeah. sitting with his age and his injuries. I'm not sure. But, but that, that John, that that for a long time has, has been an issue. Has been an issue. And, and I go back all the way back to like the Mark Dixon days. You know, some of those guys where you've always gone and tried to get that guy that's had government. You always got one or two years left in him. He was good somewhere else, but he had some injury problems, so they let him go. And so you, but but it seems like. More times than not, and you saw it was sitting in Kilgore. They had some came in with some you know some history of injury right. problems. You come in, and those injury problems now become your injury problems, and so you know th- th- those to me <clears throat> become very risky moves. You know, very risky to bring those guys in, and so. Well, right now, the, the, the Dolphins are crossing their fingers because yes. they've got a lot of those guys they have to make decisions on. Yep. You know, William Hayes looks like a specimen. He was going to yep. have an unbelievable year. Yep. Well, he gets hurt because of a new rule, and he's trying not to land on yep. a quarterback and blows his knee out. But he's a guy that was going to be an integral big, big, part yes. of the front. I, I would say in the first half of the season, maybe the biggest loss of this football team was William Hayes. I, I think so, too. And, but there again, he's an 11-year guy. Yep. You know, same boat as sitting. You know, yeah. What do we do? What, do you, what do you do? Do you go for two young guys that you know, you're kind of hoping that yeah. one of them pan out? Or do you go with a guy that you know, has some football left and is a disciplined guy and gives yep. you all he has? That's a decision. Those are the decisions that people, everybody's focused in on the quarterback, but those are the types of decisions that really hold a team together because it's, it's happening – on the offensive yeah. and defensive lines, which yeah. are just as critically important to a football team. Yeah, you, you know what's funny? I've, I've heard really, really in the last month uh, talking to a lot of people, and and they say, you know what, geez, I, I wish, you know, they, they and they talk about generations now. You're talking about kids. I was talking to a guy, a guy, a couple of days ago, and he says, you know, my I have a son that's 12 years old. He's never seen the Dolphins have a a winning season. I mean, you know, consider, you know, just you know, they had the one playoff year, and and then he kind of got side, but then now is and, and so. You know, somehow, some way, this team needs to go back and embrace that tradition of winning that they had back in the past and try to find it, get it back so the fans can embrace that. And look, and to me, I start, I would start just from a cosmetic standpoint. Get rid of those uniforms oh you got on now. Bring the, you know, bring back the old time. Yeah. You know, go back. To me, this there, there are certain franchises in this league, to me, that, Iconic. Shouldn't, that shouldn't be screwing around have the Bears kind of have stuff. the Bears changed the anything? 49ers, have the, the Bears, the Cowboys, the Packers, the right. Pittsburgh Steelers, 49ers. And when you name you name those teams, aren't those the franchises you want to be like? You want to be like those people. You don't want to be that team that has to look. The New England did it. New England, you know, they had they had some of the great uniforms of all time, and right. they changed. But but it kind of sparked their team. Same thing in Tampa. Tampa wearing those old uniforms, and then they move these. They spark. So sometimes change can be good for you. 
I don't think so on this team. I, so that's just my. Look, well, I mean, not only that, not, because every time I see someone make a comment <laughs> on anything that we say or anyone says, half the comments are, when are you going to bring those old uniforms back? No, <laughs> I know. How many times do you get stopped? You're waiting for a coffee somewhere yeah. and you go, hey, hey, John, uh, hey, Bo, what, hey, we really look good in those throwback <laughs> uniforms. Yeah, you're right. You're exactly, what, do you, what do you want me to lie to you and yeah. say, you know, I like I liked the yeah. new ones? No, absolutely. Yeah, and, but and, let embrace that tradition, you I know? know. Throw and, it and out it, in front of them. It just, it's simple. It's yeah. very simple because they look so much better. Yeah. I mean, they really do. Hey, look, it's funny, and you know, maybe it's just because it happens a couple of years. They they look better, and they seem to play better when they're in them too. You I know? know it. I know it. So it, I, I'm grasping for everything I can here when when it comes to that. Hey, uh, the other thing, Mr. Ross, uh, uh, I thought he did a good job with uh, with handling the whole situation. Um, I can tell you this for me, it was, fan was uncomfortable after that game, man. Oh, I can it, only it imagine. Was really uncomfortable after that game because you know, you, I mean. I, I going in that game. I, I remember doing the pregame show with the CBS Four, and and so they asked me, "Hey, what what do you think is going to happen?" Right. I mean, with you know, it's, talking about Coach Gaze, and I said, "Well, look, I, I think as I'm standing here right now, I think he's all right." Mm-hmm. I said, "But if this game turns in into a bonfire, th- then all bets are off right. at that point." And right. and I think that's I think. I think that was a tipping point. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe Mr. Ross had his mindset before the game that you know that he was he was going to make a move, but I I, I find it hard to believe that, that wasn't maybe the tipping point. That just a, such a disappointing finish to the season, disappointing way to go up there and beat and, and be beat up by a football team that you beat a couple weeks earlier, and have the guy the quarterback do the same thing he did a couple weeks earlier, yeah, that, run that for hundred yards. Um, I think I think therein lies the point where the hammer came down. Well, I, I agree with you. The way the game went, and it started out really bad. I mean, yeah. it's fourteen nothing. You're going, wow, this is going to be a thirty-five to three game, and it's not going to even be close. But then the Dolphins, to their credit, you know, found a way to claw themselves back into the game. And it's fourteen fourteen. You feel like, wow, you know, that's pretty good. Now we got a chance. Yep. And you know, that second half with the injuries and and the uh, guys getting thrown out of the game, and and just the way that they played was. Gave you a little bit of a, a question mark in terms of, hey, this thing might all blow up. Yeah. And and uh, I was kind of on the page with you, Kim, before the game and, and during the week. I felt like, you know what, Adam Gase is the right guy yeah. for this job because he's a good mind. He's a, he's good with the team. Uh, you know, some of the onus, the players have to look at themselves in the mirror and say, hey, I, you know, I didn't I didn't play, yeah. you know, up to my expectations, you know, up and down the line. But I, I was kind of on board with with the way you said it before the game. I thought he was pretty good. You know, I I, I was a little worried after the game. Yeah. You know, and just like when we were talking about on the post game show, I was a little bit worried because it just didn't go the way that you feel you feel confident about the future in terms of well, if we if we strip this this and yeah. this and keep our head coach, we're going to be okay. Yeah. And I think Mr. Ross probably was very truthful in talking about, you know what, I woke up and I made the decision yeah. just, just a few hours ago when he had the press conference yeah. with Chris Greer. And I was kind of on the fence too because I'm thinking if I had to sit in that seat and I had to make a decision, yeah. I probably wouldn't have known until you know I really had to do some soul searching yeah. to, to figure out what I really wanted yeah. to do with this franchise. And when I did that, it became a little obvious to me that we needed probably to start over on that yeah. side if I'm going to keep Chris and and move Mike yeah. on, you know to a different position. You know, it's it's funny why we're we're sitting here talking about this and and you know looking ahead. And, and there's about 25 coaches sitting about that's the, 200, that's the bad sitting about part. 200 yards away from us yeah. right now, with families, uh, with plans, 
And and really, right now, the, uncertainty. There's not a whole lot they can do right now. I'm mean, just sitting up in there. I'm sure they're sitting up there watching tapes or doing this or maybe reaching out or just, hey, you know, trying to kind of get a feel well, for what a, the landscape is out we, there. We've and, seen it. I mean, we've seen this movie every three yeah, years. Yeah. You know, guys are kind of walking around with their cell phone, you yeah. know, reaching out. Yeah. You know, hey, I might I might need something there. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm probably I don't have a relationship <laughs> with with this person yeah. that might be coming in. You know, all those calls yeah. are, have been made and are going to well, be you made. Well, you know, I've been in that situation before in the TV business where you get a new general manager and you go, hey, if the guy didn't like the way I comb my hair. I'm you, out. Could be out, you right? Know? It, may, it may not be have anything to do with what your your job performance or anything. The guy just doesn't like the way you look. All right, let's get rid of that guy, you know. So so it's a yeah, it's a, it's a pretty trying time for these coaches in the, in, the, in their families right now. So you kind of you feel for them, and, and, and but you you go um, you do the Senior Bowl trip every year, yes, and and that is a that may be one of the that that's may, the biggest that, job interview the big, for, for any athletic position. And, and you know what, John, coaching it, it, position it, it, to me it's it's a depressing because you know how that. Was it Lad Peebles where they're at? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and Beautiful so, Lad Peebles. So you come, you come walking in there, in there, and there's that right on that side, that left right side. Right by there, the fence. There's the, the gate. fence. The Everybody gate. just hanging. And that's, <laughs> so you got everyone is looking for a job right there. Oh, yeah. Everyone has got a job. It's, it's up in the stands. There. Yeah. There, there's, there's three sections I always kind of peruse, you know? Yeah. And if you can get through that first section without yeah. seeing somebody that's looking for a job, yeah, no. you're, there's no chance. Yeah, you're not looking. So you're yeah. shaking hands. You're like, hey, hey, John, are you with the doll? Yeah. Hey, do you know? <laughs> do, you, do you do me a favor? Yeah. I'm like, yeah, yeah, what do you need? Yeah. I'll, I'll do what I can. It's, it's it, sad. It's not It's not a funny situation. No, because it, but, 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 but it, it, the, the funny part of it is that faces change from year to year because yeah. you've seen guys that you know and that were friends of yours, either played yeah, against yeah. or played with or know from or coaching yeah. that were in that little circle. Yeah. And all of a sudden you go to the end zone and sit down. They're with, they're, they yeah, got they their got colors their on. on or, yeah. They give you the nod yeah. like, I'm good. Yeah, you know, I'm exactly. okay. Yeah. Yeah. So there, it's both sides where you start sitting and talking and, and guys are looking for, you know, be a special teams coach. Yeah. Guys from college that are trying to get into the yeah. NFL. Guys from the NFL trying to get into college because, yeah. you know, they're they're just looking for any outlet they can find that next opportunity. And, and, that, and, and therein lies the reason why when everyone asks me, hey, did you ever think about getting into coaching? It doesn't take me. No. They, I don't, they can't even get, done, get it out of their mouth before I say, no, absolutely not. No. Never, never concern myself because just the reason that these guys are not running, not, they, you know, you get a situation and it's not just here, but every team, what are there, eight, eight jobs available now yeah, out there? Yeah, that's right. So you got eight staffs out there. That are sitting so eight times that's 160, almost 200 guys around this league right now that have jobs that are just sitting there waiting to see who's going to be their next boss. And that boss, you know, he may take get rid of the whole staff and start fresh. He's got the guys he likes. You know, I hope he doesn't have a guy he likes that I that's in my position. It's a it's a it's it's one of the biggest reasons why I would never would never want to get into that Boy, business. It's a tough position. Just take a look at our roster. You know, the way the coaching staff yep. w was made up. You know, Adam Gase is going to bring in guys he feels comfortable yep. around. So, and that's what he did. You know, he brought in Dow. He, he felt comfortable yep. with that situation. You know, he was let go with the Bears, bring him in. So, so Adam now is going to interview for probably two or three different yep. head coaching jobs. And, and they're still his guys. And they're still guys that he yep. trusts and guys that he respects and, and on offense, on yep. defense, on special teams that are waiting around to say, if he gets that job, a, you know, am I going along with them? Yeah. Because right now the uncertainty is 
in their former job or yeah. the job they're currently keeping lukewarm yeah. with. So, yeah, the, all those guys, you feel really bad, not only for the person because you get to know yeah. the, the man, you get to know their family, you get to know, you know their likes, their dislikes. Yeah. You know, you just talk with them every day. And now you, you want be- the best yes. for those guys, and, yeah. and hopefully they are able to hook on somewhere. Yeah, because I, I, I don't know that people really the, – the, the typical fan out there, even the diehard fan out there, really grasps what goes into to being an assistant coach. And, and they're, they're, these are the, you know, the, the head coaches get the, get the headlines, good, bad, or indifferent, different. Either way, the coordinators, they're kind of out front. But that linebacker coach, you know, that, that, that assistant, assistant offensive team. line coach, yeah. they're, they're anonymous. They're anonymous. No, no one knows who they are. <laughs> they're just guys walking around and wearing shirts. But, but, but meanwhile, they're, they're whole, their whole livelihood. livelihood is hinging on, on these decisions. So, yeah, it's a it's a it's a tough situation, but you know, I think what this I think what this organization and Stephen Ross wants to do is, and he needs to do is he needs to find some way to to get have Chris Gear Chris Greer put together a football team, be the architect of a football team that that fans can be confident is 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 moving forward, is going to be better, is going to give us what we want, and that what we want is to be playing this week, next week, the week after that. Uh, into those situations, not not knowing that, hey, oh, geez, the season, you know, the Dolphins' last game is on uh, January 30th, so I won't have anything to do the next day for, after that football-wise. So, you know, we need we need to be a we need to be a, a January February franchise, and and I think that's what they're that certainly is what Stephen Ross wants to do, uh, and, and it's going to take some time. It's, you know, it's going to take the fans to be a little patient to get there. It's not going to happen next year, and I guarantee you this: next year. Chris Greer, whoever the quarterback is, whoever the head coach is, whoever the assistant coaches are, if this team goes out and wins six games again, they're going to be calling to fire every one of those son of a bitches too. It's just, it's just the nature of the beast. Um, well, we're going to forget. The fans are going to get all about, hey, it's going to be a patient type of thing. They yeah, want to win. Yeah. They want to win, and so do the players, and so do those coaches, whoever they are on that roster. Uh, when September rolls around, and it's the first week of the NFL season in 2019, you're expecting your team to win, yeah. no matter who's on that roster and who's coaching that group. So that those are the expectations, and those are never going to change. That's a good thing. Yeah. The reality is – that you've got two coaches, you've got two franchises within the AFC East that are now looking to revamp their whole coaching staff. Yep. You know, the Jets and the Dolphins. You look at their rosters. The Jets have their young quarterback. They have a young nucleus just like the Dolphins do. It's going to be imperative that the Miami Dolphins make a selection not only to compete with a team that you feel like you're on equal footing with yep. in terms of talent, but you have to be able to beat Buffalo, who has their quarterback, who has yep. their franchise, who has a ton of money, who has a ton of draft choices, and that Belichick-Brady situation. It's on the end, but it's still it's yep. still getting him 10, and, and, 11, 12 and, wins a season. Know, you look at Sam Darnold, and you see a lot of good things out of Sam Darnold. Right. I think he's going to get better and better in that fran- as that franchise surrounds him with people. So No, the, you know, you, the you, expectations. The, 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 you can, the tide is changing in the AFC East. I yeah. think you're starting to see the – you're starting to see that New England crumble, and everyone knew that when Tom Brady starts to crumble, air goes the the New England Patriots. Now they're certainly not there yet, but you're starting to see that that deterioration. The end is closer. It's the close. end is yes. closer. Yes. It is no doubt about it. The other thing, John, we we've talked about we talked about coaches, we've talked about owners, we've talked about general managers. You know, these players have to stand up and be accountable. If if I was a player on this football team or any football team where my coach got fired, 
I would feel bad. Absolutely. I would feel that I was part. I let I, him down. I had something to do with, with, with getting this guy fired. That, that defensive line coach that was so good to me, I got him fired because I didn't play well enough for him. They've got to look in the mirror and say to themselves, did I do enough to, to – look, John, we're talking two or three games. We're talking two or three games with this football team. You win three more games than you did here, and you're right in the you're you're right there. You know, and, we're talking and, and, extension instead, exactly. instead of, of termination. And, and, and so they've got to be accountable for it. They've got to be accountable for. Not, I'm watching guys running the wrong way. You know, guys trying to run. A, they're trying to. They're doing like a toss sweep, and your defensive end is going going this way, and they're going that way. Yeah, and you're going what the what the hell is this? You know, the players have to look. You know. You like to see a player go and pick his whole whole catalog of tapes for this last season. Sit there by himself in a room where nobody's there with him, and you justify yourself. You tell me, were you? Were, did you play the best you could play on that play? Did you know what you're doing on that play? And, and it just, just just be true to yourself. It's you know? just general awareness yeah. sometimes because you you're going to tell me that Matt Burke, who was the defensive coordinator, yeah. much maligned through most of the year, you're going to tell me that he didn't sit in that meeting room every day yeah. over the last week and go, hey guys. This guy ran nine times. He scrambled nine times against us yep. for 135 yards just about a month ago. Be aware of the way you rush this guy in the yep. pocket. And how many times did you see our players go in and take an angle that there's no chance that they're going to have yep. contained? Him, yep. <laughs> Josh yep. Allen get around yep. 17 yards, 12 yards, 22 yards. He ran for 97 in the game. Yep. He ran for, I don't know, 200 and something yards over the last two yep. times uh, against the Miami Dolphin defense. Is that all coaching? Yeah, I don't think no, so. No, look, it's like I, I probably told the story here before. Uh, when my 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 oldest daughter was, she was seven or eight years old, and she wanted to play softball, and she said, "Dad, I'll play, but I, I want you to be my be the coach." So I coached, and and I picked all of her friends, and right. And my my philosophy is, look, they're seven years old. All I want to do is learn how to play baseball and have fun. That's it. I don't care if we win. I don't care if we lose. I just want them to learn the basics of the game, and I want them to have fun because at that age. You know, I don't want to grind these kids where, you know, just, just have fun. Right. So we get the first, you know, we got about a week before our first game. So we we're going practicing and get it. They didn't even know how to run. The first girl I put up and hit the ball, she ran down third base. I said, no, 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 you got to run. So I do got, you know, kind of going through all the basics. You know, here's where you line up. Here's where you play like this. So first game, first girl gets up, hits the ball to left field. Everybody, everybody in that team was out in left field. We had no catcher, no that, pitch. That's there, bad coaching. We had nine. <laughs> and I'm and I'm standing there and I'm, I'm standing there going, I taught you guys. I taught you. And that's in at that point I said, no more. Yeah. No more coaching for me. But that's the frustration of a coach, whether it's me with eight-year-old girls or Matt Burke with grown men Telling them that have exact, played football yeah. their whole life and have been taught the fundamentals of the game. To, to call something that you've worked on all week long and maybe even spend, there, there was a play a couple weeks ago where guy lines up and I and, and I hear from the sideline mask going, you know, yelling at him, get inside the line, get in, you know, move and move and move. And the guy looks like this. As soon as the ball snap goes the wrong direction, and, and I they come in and goes, we talked about it all week, all week. You knew the formation. I told you the play was coming. We'd worked on it all week, and you go the wrong way. And guy goes, Yeah, I got lost. Is that a coach? Is that the coach's problem? Yeah, that's that's tough, and 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 that's some of this, you know, the inside stuff, or some of the things that happen on a weekly basis, yeah. and every every Sunday, that the fans are going, "Wow, we're undisciplined." How do we, you know, it's it's the coach's yeah. fault. Why why don't we put a guy there? Well, the guy was there. 
Yeah. You know, just just about throwing a ball or getting Zay Jones on that under route from one side yeah. of the field to the other. He's wide open. No, there's not a dolphin yeah. in sight. I'm sure that wasn't drawn up on the whiteboard that way. Yeah. You know, somebody's responsible for that mistake. And, and you know, sometimes, sometimes, and look, I, I, during my, I, I played with a, I played with a bunch of really great guys. Mm-hmm. They were disciplined. They wanted to win. We had a lot of fun. Did a lot of did a lot of stuff we probably shouldn't have done. But when it came time to play, it was time to play. Right. And and we self policed ourselves. You come back to the huddle, and if I didn't get up field and contain, and the quarterback Somebody's got up, and let I'm me walking know the huddle, it. and they go, "Ambo, you got to right. get your ass up field." And, and you know, I I can't I can't do your job for you. Do your damn job. Right. And you say, "Okay, fine." You know, and and you know, look, our huddle was it was it was an open forum in there. Right. Good, bad, or indifferent. And sometimes, you know, that coach can say what he wants to play. When some guy in that huddle says, damn it, if you're not going to play, get the hell out of here and let's get someone else well, in. And I know that's why we've been stressing the nucleus of this football team, that if you got those young guys yeah. that grow up together and you're, and you're fortunate enough salary cap-wise to keep the majority of those good players, yeah. that happens with a franchise. That happens with an organization. That happens on offense, on defense, and on special teams. That's why you need those core players to be accountable, not yeah. only to the coach and to their position coaches, but to each other. Yeah. Because they're they're getting familiar on how Tunsil plays tackle, how how Baker's going to yeah. play the, the Will linebacker spot, how X and how Minka are going to work from safety to corner yeah. together, and how Bobby's going to mix in at nickel, how the two defensive tackles play off of each yeah. other. Those are the types of things that we were talking about that's on the roster right now that you have to continue to add that type of talent so that in two or three more years, when those guys, 75, 80% of them are still on the roster, yep. you've got younger guys that are pass, you know, getting that information. Yep. These are the expectations yep. of how we play this defense. Yeah. And, and I look, you look at, we, we went through the names, the Jerome Bakers and, 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 and Kenyon Drake and Minka and, and Gusecki and Gottschall and Xavier and, and Bobby McCain and Raekwon and those guys. You know, to me, if I'm a coach, I'm going to call those guys in and say, this, you know, this football team's on you guys. This is your team. You guys have been in the league now for two years, three years. Xavier, you're going on four years. Tunsil, you're going on your fourth year, third or fourth year, whatever he is in there. You know, this is your team now. You guys control this team. You guys patrol that locker room. Make this team your team, and you be the guys that self-police your football team. Because I think there's a – as we said when we began this program, I believe that there's enough guys in that – young guys in that first-year, second-year, third-year category that are really good players – that can really be the nucleus of this football team that projects you forward. You hope that's the case because the Miami Dolphins right now are in a position where you look up and down the roster, there's going to be change. There was already change in terms of your head coach. There's going to be change on the staff. There's going to be change with some popular names and maybe some unpopular names on the roster due to money, due to production, due to a combination of both of those things. The young nucleus of the team is going to be responsible for how you play each and every Sunday, how you prepare, how you prepare mentally and physically, how consistent can you be as a player to improve to the way 
For an example, the way Xavier Howard has improved, yep. the way Minka came in as a rookie, played three Everywhere. or four different positions. Yep. He steadily, steadily got better, got better, got better. You can put him anywhere, and you feel like that's okay. He's going to be better at one position yep. than he was next year than he was at all four positions yep. or three positions this year. So you hope that you can build through the draft and some select guys in free agency that you can build to this young roster because they're going to need every part of it yeah. to be competitive in 2019. Yeah. But and, and, and those guys, those guys, look, you come in as an individual. If you want to have success, you better be a team. Yeah. And, and those guys are the guys that need to be responsible to make the personality of this football team, not just 53 guys that are going out every Sunday and line up playing football team, but those are the guys that can make it a football team. Right. And demand it to be a football team. And look, those, you know, you, you, look, you look at Tunsil and those guys, and so, you know, they, they've got enough gravitas to them where they should be able to say, hey, look, this is the way we do it in our building. You now. hope so. It's going to change. This is how we're going to do it. You know, and the guys that are there, that are on the edge, you know, hey, I understand you guys, but, you know, you guys are going to be here for a couple of years. We're going to be here for a while. We're going to make sure that this this turns out to be what we want, what the franchise want, what the fans want, it, 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 is it, which, which the ownership wants. And, and and I'll give you this. Stephen Ross, you couldn't ask for a better owner. And look, I'm not talking about success, wins, and losses. I'm talking about a guy that's giving you, everything giving you, you can. whatever you need to be the best you can be a, a, as a football team. From facilities, from building new facilities. This guy's he's pouring more money out of his pocket than, than most people will ever see in 50 lifetimes. Pouring it into this it, just to try to help him be better. You know, you kind of owe something to him, too. You know, you, you owe something to the, the commitment that he's made to you to take that commitment and turn it into a successful franchise. Uh, for for a long time to come. Well, I just hope that they're able to take what they have. Uh, and I think Stephen Ross has made one of the m- more difficult decisions he's had yep. to face as the owner of the Miami Dolphins. Because I, I really believe he felt that Adam Gase was not only the right guy yep. to lead this franchise, but the right guy for a long time. Yep. And I'm sure he, he's just as sick as the fan base is of going through this three-year cycle where, yep. you know, Three-year cycle, new coach. Three-year cycle, new coach. New new administration, new philosophy, yep. new paint on the walls, new pitchers. You know, you, you want to find a guy that not only can be the face of your franchise for a long time, but you want to find players that can be the faces of your franchise yep. for a long time. It starts with Chris Greer now. Chris yep. Greer has the, is the ultimate decision maker, and he's a guy that knows how to evaluate ta- talents, been around this league a long time, and been within the walls of the Miami Dolphins for a long time. Everything's going to run through him, so you feel secure that he's going to be able to evaluate that talent. Yep. The biggest decision now is getting somebody to lead the young talent yep. on this roster. Yeah, I, I think this team, look, and, and every, every, year, every year I played for this franchise, <clears throat> the same coach, in every year, the first thing that he said at every meeting the first year, our goal is to win a Super Bowl. Anything short of that is failure. Period. Period. Enough said. Move on. Right. And that's the way. And that's what you're. And that's the expectation you were held to. And, and you know, and, and around the National Football League, around college football, it's it's even in basketball. I hear it. It's it's. It's it's gone from hey we want to be a uh, we want to be a Super Bowl winning football team no we we just want the process we we got we want to we want to work our way through the problem telling you the bullshit with processes go out and win football games go out and say this is what we want to be we want to be that team that's on the top of the heap not these guys in the middle and, and we're not afraid to go out and say that's what our goal is because if it's not your goal in this league what the hell are you playing for right you know 
I, I will give this one caveat to you as as we end, wind down the show. It was pretty easy for Coach Shula to say that with two Hall of Fame well, no, quarterbacks. Well, no, 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 believe me. No, for, no, no. For a lot of years. Which, which, which goes right back to what I said. <laughs> well, it goes right back to what I said earlier. If you don't have a top 10 guy, you ain't got nobody in this I mean, league. He's a smart man, <laughs> yeah. but he was really smart no, but, but, that way. But I'll throw you my caveat. Okay. We went to a Super Bowl with David well, Woodley. I know it. I know. <laughs> you, know so. you know what? And that goes back to a point we were trying to make. If you've got a very good football team, yep. You can kind of mask certain things, but you still got to get production out of that yep. spot. And and David and Don and all those guys that ended up bridging in between yeah, yeah, Bob yeah. and Danny uh, gave those teams kept, kept chances to afloat. win, yeah. right? Yeah. So, I mean, go to a Super Bowl with a guy that no one expected. I mean, that's uh, you know that's a pretty good uh, pretty good coaching right. job by a pretty good coach there. So anyway, I've, I've kind of exhausted my uh, my <laughs> diatribe on, our, on all our this stuff. Our cents are on the table. Yeah, yeah. Just to let you know the Audible is brought to you by Verizon. The Best Unlimited uh, is on America's most awarded network. Apple Music, TuneIn Radio, Dolphins app, Dolphins.com. You can hear this podcast anywhere like that, wherever you like to jump in and, and get involved with it. And uh, I think we're going to be here pretty much all season long. Yeah, all season long. absolutely. Yeah? We'll all go right. through. We'll go through the Senior Bowl. Yep. We'll go through free agency. We'll go through the draft process when it gets. You know, we'll go through the the playoffs when yep. they start. So that'll be it'll be fun. It'll be fun. Looking forward to it. Wish we were wish we were getting ready for a, a playoff game next week to go kick somebody's ass somewhere or, or stay on. That's the other thing. You know what? I, I know getting in the playoffs is a big thing, but but I tell you, if you can get in the playoffs and have that home field advantage and Huge. get that bye week, you know, I remember the first year we went to the Super Bowl, we played the Jets in the AFC Championship game. Remember we played our first game. I forget who we played the first game. I think we may have played Seattle or somebody our first game one. And then and all of a sudden you, you walk away and you go, you know what, geez, if we win next week, we're going to the Super Bowl. It was, that easy. it was that easy. It was that easy. You know? You know what I find kind of uh, different is New England, the way it worked out for the Patriots, it seems like they, they, oh, they've got the clover, right? Yeah. They're, if they, they could stay home the entire playoffs yeah. – and just because of the, they get the two seed and they can go to the Super Bowl, yep. not ever leaving New England, where you have the Chargers, yep. who had such a remarkable yeah, season. Running all over the place. They're on the road. Yeah. It, yep. It's crazy. It, it is. But, hey, that's, uh, that's the way it is. That's life in the NFL. And uh, we'll see what happens. But, uh, uh, you know, a lot of changes here. It's going to be, a, it's going to be a, an interesting offseason, to say the least. And we'll be with you all the way. So uh, check us out on the Audible whenever you it. want. And I want to wish everybody a, a happy new year. Happy yes, new year happy to you new and John year. and your family and all the guys in the back except for Trey. Wish them a happy is, new is year. Is Trey still forward. eating? He's just stuffing his face back there. I don't even know what he's eating. It's like, he's like a billy goat back there, you know? Yeah, you know what? I think the... I saw him eating a roll of, uh, I wadded up some paper and threw it in the garbage. I saw him reaching in for that. I thought he was going well, to eat you, that. Well, you got half that sandwich in I put some in gum there. in it. Oh, so, did you, know, throw you know, a little extra gum in there for us. So. All right, that's going to do it for us. Uh, welcome to 2000, uh, 2019, and, uh, and we'll be with you uh, all off season. Awesome. Catch you next time.